<laughs> Get a drummer some. Come on. Good job. I'm, I'm going to do a lot of reading. I'm going to do a lot of reading. Myself. Greeting you with the Holy Word of Peace. Oh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. We've been going through the uh, steps and Last week, we, I didn't get to the end of uh, step 11, and we're going to do this briefly uh, to, today. And step 11 is, we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, praying only for the knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. A lot of times, people find they purpose in life, but they don't get the, they don't pray for the power to live it out. Does that make sense? And there's, there's a thing that we must understand is, first of all, a lot of folks are uncomfortable where they're at is because they're not what God willed them to be. And so the first thing we want to do is to recognize God's voice and for him to, uh, uh, through spiritual revelation, say that spiritual revelation, show us who he would have us to be and where he would have us to be. Does that make sense? And one of the things for you all that have children, one of the things for children, before your child is born, there ought to be a lot of prayer going up for you to be able to identify who the child's purpose is from who God has called that child to be. Does that make sense? And so, so too many times, listen to me very closely, parents want children to be something that God didn't call them to be. Does that make sense? And, and you know, uh, I've been so proud showing the pictures of my two granddaughters that's graduating, and they're, they're all, they're doing very successful. And uh, one of my granddaughters is only a junior, uh, 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 there's Marion and Eileen. I get only a junior, and she's a soccer player, one of the best soccer players in the in the country, in the state of. And, and of course, she's in, they live in Dallas, and she turned down Harvard, she turned down Yale, she turned down all of these uh, big time colleges, and she's going. I can't think of the college she's going to, but she's going to a college that used to be before Baylor was Baylor, because she says for her she doesn't want to live very far from home. So she's already signed to go there as a junior because it's an hour and a half from home. Her sister, who has graduated this year, is nine hours from home. <laughs> All right, but, they, but here's what I'm trying to get you to understand is, parents in here, uh, some of you parents, uh, you going to come back next Sunday? <laughs> you ain't going to get mad what I'm getting ready to say. Some of y'all got kids that will never, what you, here's how it should be. Soccer, softball, dancing, and no, 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 no. Two sports, one instrument, and one creative thing. The problem is there are too many parents putting kids in a place that they'll never make it. They're putting an artist on the soccer field who's not going to be a soccer player. They're putting a musician in gymnastics or whatever who's not going to make it. And so we have to understand, you need to be praying and ask God who your child is. That's right. And then assist that child in, okay, being who God created him to be and where he created him to be. You, you understand it? We have a young man named Christian in here. I don't want to call their parents out, they may not like that. All right, uh, he runs track 
plays the trombone, and is in that engineering thing where they make them robots. That's what your kid ought to be doing. Quit putting kids in places because you feel that you want to be out talking and hollering at a basketball game. Now, I'm going to really make you mad. You ain't coming back? <laughs> You're coming back. Say, hey, Pam, Pastor. You can take all y'all's kids and then let them run around this church, and I can tell you which one's an athlete. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, quit robbing that great politician. Come on here. Quit robbing that great nurse, that doctor, that lawyer. Come on. You see, quit robbing those kids, your children, with things that they've, their purpose is being drowned by your dreams. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so, you know, so, you know I told y'all, you know, when I was growing up, I couldn't wait to get to high school because I was going to be a defensive tackle. They're like Deacon Jones. I was going to be the next Deacon Jones. And I'm bigger now than I was then. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That wasn't for me, but I could run. There's two things I could do is run fast and run my mouth. Y'all laughing? You sitting there. I'm running my mouth up here. Y'all need it. You see what I'm talking about? You see what I'm saying? So we got to do that. So in everything, not only just in your addictions and your issues, we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, praying only for the knowledge of his will and for his power to carry it out. There, let me tell you, when you are in God's will and you ask God for the power to carry it out, you will be successful. Because there's two things that God can't do is fail and lie, right? And so what we want, and somebody, now I'm going to go to you as an individual. As an individual in here, and, and you, wanna, you know where you're at, you know where you're struggling at. If you go to God through prayer and meditation to in, and get a good contact with God and get the knowledge of his will, he will carry you through. Now, here's what's happening now. Satan wants some of you all putting your children or yourself in the place God doesn't want you to be. You see, there is great potential in the graveyard. There is great potential incarcerated. There's, you see what I'm talking about? But see, if you stick with God's will for you, okay? If you stick with God's will for you, uh, you will be blessed. You see, we have some success stories in here. And some people would be upset, my parents could have got upset with me saying that your child shouldn't be doing such, that they don't have that. But everyone that's listened to Coach Fields, Pastor Fields, a kid has become successful. You see? Do you understand? If we, you understand what I'm saying? And so what we want to do, now I'm getting to us. What I want is a, 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 a improve my conscious contact with God. And I want to pray for his knowledge. I'm 72 years old, and I'm, I'm hoping I got another 10, 15 more years to harass you all up here. But see, God will tell me, listen to me what I'm saying. I was not afraid of cancer. Three-time cancer survivor. I was not afraid of cancer because God's will for me was to pastor Christ Temple's north until he said it was time for me to go. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I kept that in my head. 
and it made me healthy. I didn't have any anxiety. I didn't go through all of that other stuff because I knew it was God's will, and he said in his scripture that I would not start a work with you and, until it is finished. And so, so God's will was for me to be here five, uh, 22 years later when the doctor said you got five to seven. All right? You see what I'm saying? Now, so what we got to do is, we got, we, what we got to do is, we got to stay in contact with God. Uh, you say, how many, uh, I love athletes, when we look at athletes in the Olympics and we look at the sports we got now, football, basketball, and all these things, there are people that are successful that's in the Hall of Fame that somebody said they wouldn't go make it. Yeah. That someone, they may have got injured or got a disease or something happened, but they are successful in doing what they're doing because God willed them to be that. When you are in God's will, I'm telling you, he will give you the power. You got to pray for it, though. He will give you the power to be successful. You see? Y'all getting this? You see, insecure people are people who don't know who God is. And if you don't know who God is, then you don't know who you are. But if you know who God is, then you know who you are. And then you get in God's will, you can laugh at the haters. You, you understand it? You see, some people want people to be drug addicts, alcoholics, and all that, pornography. They want them to have addictions because, see, Satan wants to rob you. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. Don't you know he wants to kill and to steal and destroy your children or yourselves? Because the, Satan knows also who you are. You know, Satan knows your potential now. Don't, you know, I tell you all the time, y'all laugh. There's three people who won't give up on you. God, Satan, and your mama. Y'all be laughing, yeah. He doesn't, want you to, he doesn't want you to be successful. He didn't want this young man coming to church playing the drums, glorifying God. Are y'all crazy? He didn't want these people up here praising and worshiping. He hates that. Satan hates for people to praise and worship him. He don't mind you reading the Bible because most of you don't understand it anyway. But he don't want you praising worshiping God. No, he don't want that. Praising the most high God, worshiping the most high God. Satan gets angry when you praise God. And this is one of the things that we need to do. And I'm, I appreciate how you all done that. When Isaac asked you to raise your hand, he shouldn't have to ask you to do that. Because you know that if you're in God's will, you ought to be praising him this morning. All right? And so the, the, the key to it is... I have, there's been a lot of, now, soon as God tells you, listen to me, soon as God tells you and he reveals to you through spiritual revelation who you are, guess who gets busy? Oh, that devil going to get busy now because he is afraid that you are going to be successful. You see, I'm going to use uh, uh, these contracts. We all look at these contracts and some of these athletes are getting in, musicians are getting in all this. You know, Satan didn't want that because they can help three or four generations. The one, there's some good Christian folk out there, folk. And they're getting these contracts. They're going to be helping for, they're going to help mama. They're going to help themselves, their children, their children, and the next children. So Satan wants that person not be successful because he knows if they become successful and they stay with God, he loses three or four generations. Do you understand what I'm saying? And we should look at what's going on with this. So here we're going to do. I'm going to keep with this. We sought the prayer through. We got to pray and meditate on God's word. You in there. You in there, meditate, your problem's in there, your situation's in there. Meditate on God's word to improve our conscious, con I want a conscious contact with the Lord. You see, I'm praying for his will, you see, and the power to carry it out. You see, when I done that, I became happy. My will was never, being a pastor was never on my agenda. I used to make fun of him. 
you get to drinking a little wine and smoke a little dope and make them acting like a preacher, act in front of them. To the, yes, because, uh, yes, I did. Y'all know I sound like that type of guy. You see, and I'd be hooping and hollering in the house because Gwen was going to church. You see, and I'd be calling her a holy roller and all that stuff. And Yes, y'all's pastor. You know, you know, I ain't always been saved. Y'all do know that, right? You know, you, you know I should know that? You ain't always been saved, right? And see, not knowing all the time, God looking and saying, okay, keep it up. And see? And so the people I made fun of, look what. You see? But it didn't happen until I got in God's will. Because when people make fun of other people, they're miserable about who they are. Are you with me? And so I'm going to do the commentary. I'll read it myself. We must seek to make an honest effort to learn to pray and meditate daily. You got to pray and meditate daily. As soon when you open your eyes and wake up, it's time for prayer. God, how should I go today? Which direction should I go today? Do you understand what I'm saying? You say, daily, who should I put in my life? Who should I put out of my life? What should I buy? How much money should I save? Do you understand what I'm saying? The average American in the United States of America, I believe, they say can't get a hold of it, 1000 or $2,000 cash. 500 now, I just drop down. The average American, 80% of all Americans. We read this and we look at this stuff. Well, that means they ain't listen to God. God will always have you prepared for a dark and stormy day. You see, how many of us, the only saved man if you want one, one of us, I've wasted enough money that my house would have been paid for. Right. <laughs> you, you see what I'm talking about? But I wasn't in God's will. I was in Johnny's will. And Johnny's will has desires. And the desires that Johnny's will has has nothing to do with taking care of anything. It is a moment thing. You remember the old saying, if it feels good, do it? Okay. So here's what we're doing. We must make, we must make an honest, honest effort to learn to pray and meditate. I'm talking about honest. God wants honesty. Be honest about yourself. Go to God honest. Remember, there's a, uh, they used to call it Old Negro Grove Gospel. Remember, that, that's what they used to call it. It used to be an old song. It's not my brother, not my sister, oh Lord, but it's me standing in the need of prayer. Yeah, yeah that's, that's old, old, right? Well, sometimes we need to say, no, no. You see, it ain't my wife's the problem. I'm the problem. It ain't my husband's the problem. I'm the problem. It ain't the children. I'm the problem. You see? It ain't the church. I'm the problem. You see? That's an honest thing, and, and honesty hurts. There, uh, our sister put a new, uh, you all need to read that thing out there. There's a mirror out there, and, and you look at it on that poster out there, and it's got a mirror, and she used for all of us, and I used to, I'd done a sermon years ago on it with Michael Jackson. I want to make a change. Got to first start with that woman in the mirror. Help the man out a little bit. That woman in the mirror. <laughs> You, you see? That man in the mirror, right? So you got to be honest. If you go to God, you got to go him honestly, and you're really seeking to have a better relationship with him. And we've, we must, with an open mind, open mind, seek to improve. Uh, yeah, seek to improve. And everything should about improve it. There, you know, there ain't nothing that you can't be better at. Remember I told you all a few weeks ago, don't try to be the best, try to be better. When you say you're the best, then you stop. Then you don't practice. 
then you don't, you don't do the things. You remember when I talked about use the weight room about spiritual muscle? Yeah, when you quit going, if you're an athlete, if you quit going to the weight room just because you made the team, you're going to fall apart. The season's too long. Well, that's life. You got to have spiritual muscle. And so you got to continue working. You all know that. You got to continue working, continue improving and, 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 uh, your relationship with God so that you can become more and more God conscious. Say that, God conscious. I, I work daily to become more and more God conscious. Now, when I'm working on being God conscious, then that means I ain't thinking about self or what other people think. You see? And see, now, when I'm God conscious, and I'm God conscious, then God is the one that's going to elevate me to where he created me to be. Do you understand that? I don't want to go to a church. That's why I do life lessons. I don't, I'm saved. I got that covered. And I ain't thinking about no golden streets in heaven. You know what I'm saying? They're saying I need some gold and some silver and some pearls and some jewels on this. And some of y'all dress like you need them now too, right? So I want God to bless me here. He's got that taken care of. But it's my responsibility to, um, yes, it's my responsibility once he gives me that spiritual revelation and gives, me, and gives me the talent and the ability, it is my responsibility to stay in contact with him to use that to glorify him. No matter what position, what position I'm in. Right? It doesn't matter if I'm a, if I'm a senator, governor, uh, a football player, basketball, whatever, he's a doctor, whatever he's called me to be, he's called that me to be that so that I can serve others by what he's given me. He ain't gave me nothing just for me. When he gives it to me, he's given it to me so that I can serve others. So I have to stay in contact with him to know how to do a better job at that. And we proud of our brother. It's like Brother DJ is going down into to a tough area, a little bit of tough area down there. If God called him down there, then it ain't a tough area. You see, it's a tough area for somebody else. Ain't a tough area for him because God called him there. God ain't going to call you no place you can't handle it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? If you're in, if you're in God's will, you can, you, can tell, you can get men of a gang member members. And, and some of them will get saved because you where God placed you to be. But you better stay in contact with God so that you are definitely in his will. I'm enjoying this. We must ask for the strength. Sometimes it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey, and, and, uh, which consistently reminds us that we are powerless. The more I pray, the more I know I need God. Do you understand what I'm saying? The more I pray, come on, folks, talk back to me. The more I pray, it lets me, the more I need God. And so I have to consistently pray because, and when I start praying, it says, you know that you ain't all that because you're down here. Am I doing all right? And since we need this divine assistance daily, listen, I need divine assistance daily. Say that. I need divine assistance daily. Uh, and see, uh, we need it. We must ask God for it. Now, what are you doing? When you go to do something, why aren't you asking God for the strength to accomplish what he called you for? He says he who seeks, huh, finds. He who knocks, the door is open unto him. And so I don't know what, what, what is none. I don't care less what you're doing because I'm too busy trying to do my own gig. But I'll give you some information here. Everybody in here, from the oldest to the youngest, you need to ask God, what should I do who should I be in you? 
right? And then you say, and then God reveals that to you. And then says, and all you have to say, now, God, I need the strength. I need the Holy Spirit to strengthen me and give me the power to carry out your dreams and your visions for me. You know what I tell athletes? You know, I coached for 25 years, okay? And we, they'd have a lot of talk with me. Here's something, never forget. I'm going to come down there so you, can, you won't forget this, all right? Here's how this works. Have your dreams, but play in your realities. They're two different things. Have your dreams, but play in your realities. You understand what I'm saying? You see, I had my dreams. You know, I'm going to be Deacon Jones at five, seven and a half. 145 pounds. Uh, that ain't a reality, huh? But I could have outran him. Oh, you see what I'm talking about? You see, I wanted to be, uh, I could never be a school teacher. Because I ain't got the patience. <clears throat> that wouldn't work. Sister Edda said, Pastor can't handle chaos. He thinks it's a, evil. So, I can't handle no kind of chaos. That's why y'all see things running. No, I can't handle chaos. You see, so God ain't going to put me in one. No, he said no. But he put me in a place where I could be a coach. Okay, y'all get with me? You see, the reason I do the message, I'm a coach. You know, I've been coaching for over 30 years, two different, you know, all kinds of things. But guess what? I'm still a coach. I'm just a spiritual coach. You see what I'm saying? You see? So that's, that's his vision for me. You see, my realities was, can you imagine one time in my life I wanted to be a judge? <laughs> How much time? From now on. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That wouldn't work because you're supposed to, yeah, you see what I'm saying? But God put me someplace where it works for me. And he'll do that for you. Ask him to carry out. Now, listen to me. How many of you love your children? Children and grandchildren, all right? then when you get this spiritual revelation, you need to ask God once he shows you, you assist them through the power of the Holy Spirit and you pray for God to give them the power to carry out his revelations and visions for them. Guess what I do as a pastor? I pray for this church, the Holy Spirit. This is what pastor does. He comes and stands in that booth back there in the booth back there where they have the cameras, and I always come up there and pray. Nobody's in it but me. And sometimes Gwen comes and I pray for the Holy Spirit to do, to bring in this church whom he would have. Because we ain't going to play no numbers game over here. Uh, you know, see, we ain't trying to do that. And who he'd have because who he would have to come into this church, this ministry would feed. And they won't be just sitting in here and we say the church is full. You see what I'm talking about? That's how, what my prayer is. <laughs> I got y'all, huh? But anyway, <laughs> you see, don't you just love me, huh? Yeah, see, you see, but it's a blessing. It's a blessing for God to guide us when we are in spiritually with him and we've meditated and pray and we have the knowledge of his will and we have the power to carry it out. But then Satan gets busy. Now listen to me. Satan gets real busy. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 says, pray without ceasing. Yeah. You got to pray without ceasing. And see, you, I pray, I'm a praying guy. Not for the church, but for me. Because I know that if I get off track, then I could get off track and be that one that Jesus talked about, and seven more of them demons come back up in there. Right. You, you remember the story of the parable? So I stay in consistent prayer. And, and then uh, I may just 
You, you okay? Yep. All right. So, so I mean, <laughs> all right. So, you see, uh, but she's the one who puts all this together. And it's just like one of the great things that we have in the church, listen to me, is I love Paul. Now, Paul was supposed to be the greatest Christian that ever lived. And, and you get these other people say, no, Jesus. Jesus wasn't no Christian. He's the Christ and the Messiah. So Paul was a great Christian and, and all his life. But Paul said in Romans 7 and 19, for I do not the good I want to do, but I do the evil I do not want to do. This keeps me going. And he keeps going. You see, here's the key. Paul saying that I'm always going to be under attack. Are y'all with me? You're always going to be under attack. You ain't under attack because, let me tell you something. Has Satan bothered some of y'all in here? You see, the you, reason you're under attack, you bothering him. <laughs> yeah, 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 you bothering him, all right? So, 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 and or he's trying to hinder you, y'all need to hear me. He's trying to hinder you from being what? Successful in the Lord. He don't want you getting uh, successful and telling people that I got here by God's grace, that the Lord has moved me. I got a spiritual revelation and God put me in this position that I don't deserve to be in, that I ain't qualified to be in, but he gave me the strength and the power to be able to do things that I didn't even think I could do myself. He don't want you in that position, so he starts bothering you. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, he, he, the, the thing he wants to do is to, uh, he's not an encourager. He ain't trying to encourage you because he's trying to hinder you. Am I making sense to you? All right. So when you look at this, when I would do good, evil is always present. Well, who doesn't want you to do good? So he's going to get what? He's getting present. Before I got saved, you know, everything was good. I was a great guy. You couldn't got a better guy. You get saved and you're like, oh. Because, see, when you weren't saved, you didn't know any better. When you get saved, then you're like, okay. And some of you like this. Ever went to church and got your life right? Sister uh, Lee could go to church, you know, and you get your life good. And people say, all hell's broke loose. Yeah. Because Satan knows what? You're put, you're, see, he knows, he knows the knowledge of God's will for you. Yeah, yeah, he does. He knows the knowledge of God's will for you. You see, and he never stops. Am I doing all right? And he never stops doing it. Look, you can be anointed, but he'll try to hit somewhere. Was David anointed? Did he commit adultery and murder? Really? Huh? Was Samson anointed with strength? He had physical strength. But did that young lady break him down? And he uh, lost his what? His strength? You see, Moses had a bunch of folks. God said, speak to the rock. Didn't he tell me to speak to the rock? What did Moses do? He got upset and hit the rock, right? And that caused him not to get in. So Satan never did. He, he was, and David was after God's own heart, according to the scripture. Come on, right? But did Satan stop coming after him? No. Samson was anointed, right? Did David stop coming? I mean, Satan stopped coming after him? Are y'all with me? And so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to encourage you today to let you know when he's bothering you, that means you bothering him. Yeah, but guess what? You better understand that. You see, you see that? You see that? When he's getting you out of, see, when you're about to get out of a mess, he don't want you out of the mess because he knows God's got another place for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's what he's doing. We talked in Bible study on Thursday. See, sometimes God puts the, the pause button on. 
He'll let Satan mess with you a little while. He'll let him uh, harass you and hinder you. But then he'll put that button again and you start running for God and you'll get to where God would have you be. That's just how that is. Are y'all with me? You understand what I'm talking about? But so, so now, so it's when God gives you a spiritual revelation. Let me tell you a, a friend of mine, a person that I admire. He said that my food said Jesus is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Now, that's what Jesus said, right? Jesus said you know, he understood his calling. He understood he had the knowledge of what he was supposed to do here. Are you all with me? This is what Jesus said, and, and he knew that. So, I mean, that's very powerful for him to know that. Now, we're talking about Jesus. Now, Jesus, we're talking about Jesus Christ. Y'all know that, right? Yes. You see, you know that if Jesus Christ of Nazareth knew what he was supposed to do and why he was here, and he said, my food, he said, Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish that work. Now, that's what all of us should say. Now, here we go. And Jesus said that to the boys, right? He said that, and he met that. Amen? Yes. Let's go. All right, so we'll be reading Matthew 26, verse 36 through 45 from the NIV. Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. There's a place called Gethsemane, and I don't pronounce that right. Just, just bear with me. You know what I call it? A place of decision and torment. Keep living. Keep living. And one day you'll be there, whether somebody dying, getting killed, sick, some kind of tragedy, you're going to have to go to that place to make a decision. And it's a tough place to make a decision. And it's going to be a painful place because you're hurting. Now, Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to do his work. So he already knew what he was called to do. Here we go. So Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. So Jesus said now to his friends, and, you know, people, will go. Some, they can only go to part of the way with you. They can only go part of the way with you. You see, he said, sit here while I go pray. Now, this is Christ, who said, my meat is to do the will of my Father and to finish that work. This is him. And he's with, the, with his guys. And he's saying, you know, I, I got to go pray. He said, y'all sit here. Okay? He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Wait a minute. 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 My food, said Jesus is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Now, wait a minute. You reading that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. This is saying Jesus. Yep. Now, he knows what he's supposed to be doing. Yep. And he knows what his will is. Yep. But now he's got to go pray. And he's sorrowful and troubled. Right. He's sorrowful and troubled, but he knows what he's supposed to be doing. And he said that his meat was to do the will of his father and to carry it through. And he's hurting. So he knows that God the Father has called him to do something special. He was born for that. But yet, he sorrowed and troubled. Hmm, keep reading. This is something. Then he said to them, 
My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Now, he said my soul is full of sorrow to the point of death. Now, this is Jesus knowing who he was, what he's supposed to be doing, but, I, but in his flesh, he's hurting. He's hurting here. He's hurting, okay? And in verse 39, going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed. He got, he went a little farther. Passed, fell down. And, and, and he fell down and, and he said, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My food said Jesus is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And now the same Jesus that said that, when it hits him, it knocks him to his feet, off his feet. Knocks him into prayer. Y'all need to quit telling people, you're going to be all right. It ain't that easy. It ain't that easy. Sometimes, sometimes life will give you a hand that will take the very breath out of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? It will make you struggle. So don't be ashamed of struggling. Jesus knew who he was, and he knew his purpose. But yet he was overwhelmed when he had to face it. You understand what I'm saying? And if it be possible, may this cup be taken from me. Here it is now. If it be possible, maybe this cup be taken from me. My food said Jesus is do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And right now in my flesh, Jesus is overwhelmed. He's going through a lot of changes, emotional changes. And he says, I don't want to do it. Can, can, can we find another way? Can we find another way? This is scripture. This ain't me. Sometimes you, you answer the call and you fired up until you have to face it. Then it's a whole different ballgame. And I don't care how spiritual you are. Jesus was 100% divine, wasn't he? but he's also 100% human. Yes. And that human part came out and said, whoa, I don't want to do it. And he struggled in that garden, making a decision. You see, let's, I'm going to paraphrase this. Can I use it? Yes. I love my parents, my parent. I love my parent, but my parent, let's say my father, my father told me to never let them put me on life support. And when he told me that, that this is not, I'm using this as a parable. When he told me, because some people live this, he told me that, oh, yes, Father, whatever you want me to do, I'll make sure that it's done because I'm going to make sure they carry your will over. And then you walk in that hospital room. Right. Right. Different ball game. It was easy when I got the spiritual revelation. It was easy when God told me what I had to do. Oh, but when I had to come face to face, it's a whole different ballgame. And I'm asking God, I got God, I, I got your spiritual revelation. I meditated, I prayed, I got your spiritual revelation. I got the knowledge of your will, what you wanted me to do. But Father, if it is possible, could this cup be taken from me? 
That's what he said. And then he said, yet not my will, but thy will be done. And we get in this pulpit, we're going to preach and we go crazy and people just, Jesus did not want to die in the flesh. He said, now that's his father's will. He said, but not my will. Huh? But your will be done. It's in there. That's what he said. He said, because he knows his father's God, right? You can do anything, God, you want to do. Change it. And then he came and said, but not my will, but thy will be done. This is why we have to pray and meditate for God's will and the power to carry it out. And sometimes you're going to have to go in prayer because you'll be in a situation that you don't want to have to deal with it. All right? And then he returned sleeping, and, and they couldn't, they went to sleep because my time is up. They went to sleep, and he told them, you couldn't set up one hour? Well, they were fatigued and stressed too. Because when you, they, your friends are hurting from you, for you, excuse me, your friends and family are hurting for you, but there ain't nothing they can do. It stressed them to the point they just go to sleep. That's a mess. Jesus doesn't want to go. He's saying, Father, can you change it? The disciples are asleep. He just told them at the table what was going to happen. Didn't he? All right, you can drop down there. All right, so he went away a second time and prayed. The second, he, he went the second time? Yes. He's struggling. Right. And so why do you get all feeling bad when you struggle? Jesus struggled. Life ain't easy. There are things that hit you that will shake you to your core. All right? And not only the second time, he went one more time praying, the third time saying the same thing. He went the third time. It took him three times to get himself together to do God's will. But he had the power finally. He had the power and the strength to carry it out. This is a good lesson. Because I'll, I'll guarantee you all something. Oh, you're going to be there. You're going to be someplace you don't want to be. You're going to have to make a decision that you don't want to make. But it's got to be made. And you're going to struggle. You're going to pray. You know, you all don't know this, but a friend of mine told me when she buried her husband, which was my good friend, it's kind of like you hope it's a nightmare. But it ain't a nightmare. It's real. But God, give me the strength to carry it out and the power to do so. That's what we're here for. I can do this. No, I can't. God, you can do this through me. That's right. All right? Then we're going to end with 2 Timothy 1 and 7 from the Amplified Version. But let me tell you, you Christ Temple North, we warriors over here. Yes. Right. We warriors over here. Right. We know that trouble will find us, yes. and we're going to have to make a stand. Anyway, and here we go. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear. God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardly or fear. He didn't give us that. That we may have to struggle, Sister Cozy. We have to get on our knees and, 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 and pray. But sooner or later, we're going to get up and say, all right, I'm ready to handle this now. Let thy will be done. That's right. That's right. Because he's given me the power to do that. All right, keep going. 
And that's exactly what it says. He has given us a spirit of power. He say that. He has given me the spirit of power. Y'all yes. say that. You're going to need it. One of these days, you're going to hear pastor's voice saying, you're going to say, I didn't know what pastor was saying when he was saying, but Lord knows I understand what he's talking about now because I got to deal with this. Lord, please give me the power to be able. He's, you'll say, Lord, take away that timid spirit. You'll be saying, Lord, take away that timid spirit. I don't want to do this. Take away that cowardly spirit. I don't want to do this. Lord, remove the fear. I don't want to do this. And give me the power to finish what you gave me to do. All right? He also gave us the spirit of love. He's given us the spirit of love. And of sound judgment. And sound judgment is this has to be done. That's right. There ain't no other way. All right? And also personal discipline. And he's given me personal, we hate that word. He's given me personal discipline. I have to pray, meditate, and pray consistently. And it takes personal discipline to do that. Other people can pray for you, but it ain't going to work really like it should until you get down before the Almighty God and ask Him to give you the strength and the power to deal with what's in front of you. That's how that works. All right? I refuse. And you have to tell Satan, get out of my life, move from here. I've got some work to do. I've got to finish this work. I've got to finish this situation in this circumstance. You are a liar and the truth is not in you. Take the spirit of fear out of my life. All right? Go ahead. And he has given us the abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. He's given us the abilities. I'm not going to fall apart. I got to deal with this, Brother Travis. I got to deal with this. I'm hurting inside. Come on here. I'm hurting inside. I don't want to, but I'm going to have self-control. Because right. it's got to be done, Brother Roger. It's got to be done. Yes. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm hurting and I'm grieving. Yes. But I got to handle business. And I got to have self-control. Right. We don't fall out over here. We don't fall to pieces over here. We hurt over here. We have pain over here. We have disappointments over here. We get discouraged over here. But we don't fall apart over here. Because God will give us the, the strength and the power to deal what we have to deal. And he got, we have the discipline to have self-control no matter what the situation is. Say amen to God. Amen. Huh? Give God a hand clap. Ain't God good? Ain't God good? <laughs> 